This book is about the normalcy of children's seemingly abnormal behavior. Mostly, I wrote it to give parents of struggling children hope, perspective, and direction. However, I also wrote it to counteract the pervasive tendency in our society to medicalize children's behavior and to categorize an increasing array of normal childhood reactions to stressful life situations as proof positive of a psychiatric diagnosis. Critics of American society insist that we are a nation of people who over-psychologize. Yet nowadays, when it comes to understanding children's behavior, clearly we under-psychologize. We shy away from trusting our own ability to decipher the ordinary human meanings, motives, and developmental reasons for why children act the way they do. This book aims to correct this imbalance. While working as a psychologist with children and families for the past 25 years, I've observed that parents are nothing short of desperate for answers that will help them to tease apart whether their kid has transitory problems or is showing signs of a diagnosable condition. The truth is, it's exceedingly difficult to distinguish between, on the one hand, things like a lag in social and emotional growth, a mismatch between where a kid is developmentally and what is expected of him or her at school, patterns of emotional reactivity in the parent-child relationship, a difficult personality trait, or a perfect storm of all of these, and on the other hand, evidence of a psychiatric condition like ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, bipolar disorder, or autism spectrum disorder. Yet when we look at the number of kids with these disorders, we get the impression that it's exceedingly easy. As we'll see, ADHD is thought to be as prevalent as the common cold, with 1 in 10 children meriting the diagnosis, about as many children as use cold remedies at any given time. Figures out of the famed Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimate that 1 in 54 boys and 1 in 252 girls have autism spectrum disorder, while bipolar disorder among youth has undergone a 40-fold increase in the past decade. What explains these sky-high numbers? Part of the answer lies in how similar many of the symptoms associated with these disorders are to everyday childhood behaviors. This can make the diagnostic process overly subjective and thereby slanted in the direction of doctors and therapists yielding false positives. Take Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. We can see shades of all children in the core symptoms of ADHD. Distractibility, forgetfulness, problems with follow-through, not listening, talking excessively, fidgetiness, and difficulty waiting one's turn. Sophisticated clinical language characterizing autism spectrum disorder, such as deficits in social-emotional reciprocity, nonverbal communication, and developing and maintaining age-appropriate relationships, really boils down to run-of-the-mill behaviors like showing yourself to be happy when someone else is happy, keeping good eye contact, responding to your name, and finding other kids your age interesting. Phenomena that toddlers, the youngsters most apt to be under the autism spectrum lens, often have difficulty mastering. Similarly, when a toddler repeats words and phrases, is entranced by stimulating objects, and has rigid food preferences, is he or she working through something developmentally or on the spectrum? The common criteria for bipolar disorder are hard to separate from evidence of a difficult adolescent passage, irritability, temper outbursts, moodiness, 
fluctuations in motivation, sleep irregularities, overconfidence, and a propensity to engage in risky behaviors. This is particularly true in our 21st century media-saturated culture, where ready bedroom access to screens interferes with a teenager's sleep, causing teens to be groggy and irritable, and where participation in social network sites like Facebook almost requires them to be self-promotional.